Welcome to the Creature Cast, the official console creatures podcast. And whether you like it or not, everybody, my name is David Petrangelo and I am back this week. Uh, sadly, I missed the last couple of weeks. Yes, yes. Thank you, Steve. Steve is uh, is golf, quiet golf clapping uh, in the background if you're not watching the video version. But uh, yes, the two of us are here together this week for the Creature Cast. Um, to talk all things video games, lots of uh, what we've been playing to catch up on, I think, is is going to be pretty much the entire episode. Uh, Bobby's going to try and uh, jump in in just a little bit, but if he can't, you'll be hearing our two voices for a bit. Um, Steve, how are you? I'm doing great. I'm so happy that you're back. Uh, first off, h- how was Vegas? How was your tri- how was oh. your trip away from uh, from Ontario? Uh, it was uh, hot. That's for sure. Um, it's it's almost yep. like Vegas yep. is the desert or something. It's weird. Um, wake, waking mm, okay. up at 7.30 and it's like 32 Celsius out already and it doesn't drop until about like 10 p.m. You know, why complain? I know a lot of people just want good weather and whatever and that's totally fine. Um, but it was fun. It was it was cool to go. The only other time that I've been to Vegas was very brief and it was um, just hanging out at family and just sort of being with the kids and just hanging out with my brother and stuff like that. And we did a lot of that still this time, but there's much more going on and it was like a little bit more uh, of an event, I guess you could say, but uh, it was, yeah, it was fun. We survived and that's, that's what matters. We had a good time. That's awesome. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Vegas is such a like special place. I I think it's like, uh, it's like a playground. Anyway, it's unlike anywhere else in the world. I've only been once and I spent probably, I think four or five days there and yeah i would go back in a heartbeat just because it's it's unlike anything else yeah it is uh i mean i was there right in the middle of when they won the stanley cup and was there celebrating that and yet it didn't f- i mean it it was the biggest thing going on for sure that week yeah. but it didn't feel like the only thing going on like it would be in a lot of cities right so that's why it was kind of unique in that way and really cool to see but Amazing turnout. It's cool how like a city like that that has not had a pro team up until a few years ago uh, turned out for that. And yeah, sure, I'm sure a lot of them are tourists, a lot of people from out of town because it's Vegas. But like, it was it was great. The city put on a great show, and the team did really well. And it was like everyone's super friendly and happy to be there and everything. It was it was a good time. So it was uh, it was fun. I got some gaming in, which is nice. I was able to take my Switch with me, so I got some of that done and uh, and my uh, little emulator device where I got to play a couple of games. So um so i i had some stuff that i could take with me so that was that was a good time but uh yeah so let me let me actually jump in because i have like a long list because it's been probably three weeks ish since we've sort of caught up that sounds right yeah yeah life life happens and it flies by right um so i'll start with a couple of things that were handheld i guess i think just because i mentioned that uh, one of them was uh, Fall of Porcupine, which was shown at one of the Nintendo Directs, I believe, uh, maybe two months ago, something like that. Not the one that just happened, but the one previous to that. And uh, and yeah, it's a a story-driven, I guess you could call them point-and-click adventure type of games, where you sort of go and about your day and your tasks and you talk to a lot of people and you get to know them and you have ongoing conversations with them. Um, it's that kind of game. If you look up the video of it, you'll sort of recognize what kind of style and, and game that is. So it's very quiet. It's very simple. It's sort of... It, I've seen some reviews and some write-ups and stuff say like, oh, it's a cozy game. And in some ways it is because it takes place in the fall and everyone's very friendly and it has that aesthetic and everything but uh, fall of porcupine is not really that cozy because of the subject matter that it deals with um it is actually a very serious game it's definitely a very adult game not that it has a ton of adult language but it is one of those things where through adulthood through job jobs through careers through the healthcare sector and just finding your place in the world is what this game is about. So you, every character is an animal, anthropomorphized character. So you have uh, your Finley, which I believe you're a pigeon. I think that's the, the, the bird. I don't even know if they say exactly what kind of animals they are because to them, they're just people right in the context of the game. Um, and mm-hmm. you are beginning your, I want to say it's residency. I may be getting that term wrong. So if anyone's a doctor or, uh, or nurse and has that experience. I may be getting that wrong, but uh, you start your residency at a hospital in this small town called Porcupine, and you are learning how to be a doctor in the early days of uh, working in a hospital. And 
for the most part, the game is about you talking to your coworkers, you befriending some of your coworkers if you choose to spend the time to get to know them and stuff, and dealing with yep. the fact that you are away from family and friends, you're there on your own, it's a small town, and you're just sort of dealing with life and sort of dealing with, honestly, anxiety, depression, uh, what it means to have friends in times like that, how you build friendships with co-workers and random people in small towns like this. Um, and then every once in a while, there'll be like these little mini games where on the Switch, for example, where I played it, if you are going to change dressings on one of your patients, for example, so like, you know, you have to change your bandages and stuff, you have to press like these series of buttons, but it's not just a quick time event. It's sort of like, it. it's interesting because it actually makes you feel like it is a tricky thing to do, even though like change dressings is obviously a very delicate thing, takes skill, takes practice, and it's very important, right? Yeah. So what they do in order to make you feel that way, even though you are just pressing, pressing buttons on a controller, is that you'll press, let's say, ZL, A, X, B, and like down on one of the joysticks all at once. And you have to hold it for like a couple seconds. And then you have to flip to another combination of things and another combination. And yeah, and depending on how long it takes you to do it and how accurately you are pressing those buttons in the combination, it'll give you a little small grade, which you take back to your boss and your boss tells you how well you did or whatever. You don't fail the game if you don't do it perfectly or anything, but I found myself going, oh yeah, no, this, I, I, I you know, it's somehow that simple series of button presses made me feel like I was doing the work, even clearly I am not. So, um, yeah. but really what the game is about is the story and the characters and how much time it allows you to sink into knowing who these characters are and uh, and what they do and, and what their life is. And yeah, sure, they're all little cute looking animals and everything, but they're people. And the writing is fantastic, and I uh, I think I highly, highly recommend it. It's definitely something that you can pass over because there's just so much out and so much going on right now. But if these types of games are your thing and you have, I, I want to say it was like seven, eight, nine hours, somewhere in that range. I know it's a large range, but I think sure. I completed somewhere around eight sure. and a half to nine hours. Um, it's well worth that time, if not more, so... Um, yeah, Fall of Porcupine. I, I was pleasantly surprised. I expected, I wrote in the review at consolecreatures.com that I expected this to be a fairly um, well-told story, but I didn't expect to actually have so much emotion when I was playing this game, and that's all due to the writing, I think. Um, and that's uh, the high point for it. So yeah, anyways, Fall of Porcupine. Yeah, that's awesome. It sounds like a really cool game. Um, I like those like cozy games, you know. Yeah, I, I feel like that's a, a subgenre that's emerging more and more every year, and I feel like a lot of people can get behind that. Yeah, and and we both played Beacon Pines last year. I know that you played it after I mentioned exactly. that I did, and it and it yep. feels and looks a little bit like that. I think that one has yes, it does go into serious places, but is much more like supernatural or much more you know. Uh, not bombastic, but it's it has other elements to it. But in a similar way, it feels like it right. might be one game, and then it quickly goes into something else, and uh, and delves a lot deeper into the characters and stuff. Even though there's bigger things happening now, there's no supernatural elements in Fall of Porcupine and stuff. It's not it's not like that. It's very grounded, <laughs> despite. Despite the set, the characters and and the uh, and the way that the art style is is uh, is made, uh, it's still grounded in reality, which is sort of a weird way to say it. But uh, but yeah, it's highly sure. recommended. Um, I say put it on your wish list if, if you want to keep an eye on it and uh, and grab it anytime. I think it's it would be it's a great weekend play, which is essentially what it took me to to get through it. Um, you could definitely spend your weekend doing worse things, especially if it's one of those rainy weekends that you can't get much else done outside. So um, yeah, For sure. Yeah, for sure. Um, okay, so, uh, and then one last thing I want to say that I played handheld, because now I have the Switch Online expansion pack. I played uh, Legend of Zelda The Minish Cap for the very first time. So it's one of the few, oh, nice. yeah, one of the very few uh, GBA games that's on Switch Online right now. Um, there's small selection. It's expanding like it will with everything else, but... Um, that was the one that caught my interest the most because I just played through Majora's Mask. If people have been listening and seen my write-up on that, I also have a write-up on Minish Cap as well uh, on the website. But uh, essentially, Minish Cap, even though I have only played, I would say, about 50% or 60% of Zelda games, is now up in that top three for me. Cause, um, really? Yeah, I really, really liked it. And um, I think part of it 
is this like nostalgic feel I have. I don't know if, if this is something that clicks with, that might click with you as well, but the Game Boy Advance has this, I mean, it's probably just because of what you're able to do with that technology when you're developing a game, but it has this mm-hmm. Saturday morning cartoon look in a lot of ways for the character sprites. Yeah. And I really, really like that. Like, it, it's not every game, and it doesn't have to be that way for me to enjoy it, but there's something about this, like, you know, small body, slightly larger head because of the view that you see everything as in a lot of GBA games. Um, the first thing that came to mind when I saw the way that all the characters are created in this is it looks like uh, the Mario Golf game for GBA, which is one of my favorite sports games ever. Very similar. Very, very similar. The art style is so similar, and I love that. So I love the way that the, the world was presented just in the art style itself. Um, and I like the mechanic of being able to shrink down. I think it's cool. They literally give you a different perspective on Hyrule, and there's some interesting sort of puzzle mechanics with that. And um, yeah, all the little sort of gadgets and items and weapons that you have are, are a little bit different and stuff that I personally haven't seen in a game before from, from Zelda, uh, from the series. And um, I love the 2D Zelda games. Like to me, those are still my favorite ones. Mm-hmm. I love these these old school looking ones and feeling ones. And I don't think, and I think this is a plus in my book at least, and not saying that Tears of the Kingdom or Breath of the Wild shouldn't be these games. They're completely different games, but it's nice that I didn't have to sink 50 to 100 hours into a game, uh, a Zelda game, to be able to get a full experience, enjoy it, and expand across the map over the course of, like, I think it took me 9 or 10 days to get through this. Um, Mm -hmm. And I couldn't put it down. It was great. I, I don't know exactly how long it took me to beat it. I'm sure it was like... 20 hours or something like that is going to be my guess. I did, I would say, most of the of the extra stuff, but none of it is like, you don't have to do all of it in order to complete the game. And, uh, and yeah, I just like the sort of childlike nature of it, the way it's presented and the way that the world looks and everything. And playing Honey, I Shrink the Kids, but in Hyrule is pretty fun. So that's, uh, <laughs> that was, yeah, so it's it's up there. And now, again, my, my list of playing Zelda games is not complete, not anywhere close. I haven't played, you know, Twilight Princess and, and a lot of the 3D game, 3D ones. Uh, I have not played Tears of the Kingdom yet, but I love this game. It's great. It's fantastic. Yeah. Um, so it was cool to play Majora's Mask and then have the palette cleanser in the franchise as Minish Cap. It was sort of a good, like, back-to-back as well. So um, you've played this? No, that, that's awesome. Yeah, so I, I played it. I don't have too many fond memories with it to be honest only because i think the time and place i did play it was kind of probably post majora's mask maybe around the same time i played twilight princess and it was kind of one of those things where getting so far advanced pardon the pun but in that series and franchise and getting like so much so inundated with like the 3d graphics and how advanced the series is getting kind of taking a step back at the time especially at the age i was when uh, around that time i was like it's it is kind of basic um but i mean in hindsight now that i think about it and the way that you're explaining it and everything i was like yeah i kind of i feel nostalgic i i kind of miss that um because even we're talking about uh, tears of the kingdom and everything I was I was telling Bobby even uh, on one of the shows I was like I I love this game I love Breath of the Wild and Tears of the Kingdom but there's no shot in hell I'll ever revisit either of these games just because <laughs> of how expansive they are how big they are like it, it's a game I'm just gonna play through reach credits I'm not even done Tears of the Kingdom to be honest because of how right. much is there I'm just kind of like slowly chipping away and kind of enjoying it on, on my own pace but it is one of those games that like once credits roll I'm gonna be like all right that that's it. Minish Cap, like like Oracle of Ages and Seasons, or mm-hmm. even any of the the other two D uh, games, I could go back to at any point, like uh, drop of a hat. Anytime I'm like, you know what, I could go back to when any of these like classic Zelda games. They're easy to pick up because of how accessible they are and how small they are. Yeah, um, yeah, it, it's like it's so maybe funny. I will one day because I do have expansion. No, Sorry, go ahead. I, I was just gonna say it's funny because like Link Between Worlds is one of my favorite ones. Like I love. I, but, like, the little mechanics is what gets me sometimes, too, right? If that yeah. little mechanic, like, Link Between Worlds, you sort of go flat like paper, and, and you can go along the walls and stuff. This, you shrink down to minish size, and you can see everything from a different perspective and get through different hallways or whatever you want to call them and stuff. Like, if that is going to hook me, then I will continue going because I know roughly what you're going to expect. You have dungeons, you have puzzles, you have new characters or whatever. Um, and that's fine that it's not the same, but aspects of it are similar. 
And if that hooks me, then I'm then I'm 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 game. And that's exactly what happened here. And then, like you mentioned with Breath of the Wild and, and Tears as well, is that like I I think I told myself that I go back and play Breath of the Wild again and and do more things or do different things, but I haven't gone back to it since I went through it. I want to say at least four years ago. So um, really? yeah, yeah. So I'm kind of in the same boat. <laughs> yeah. Um. Steve, what have you been playing? Let's get to at least one of the games that you've been playing, so I'm not yammering on too, too much here. No, no, no. Uh, I, I love hearing the you go talk about uh, Minish Cap. I, I'm kind of incentivized now to go back, and because I have expansion pack on Nintendo Switch Online, I might, might do that at some point this year. Um, yeah, one of the games I'll talk about is uh, Crime Boss Rock Hay City. Um, I know it's a, a kind of... A few weeks since it came out on consoles, but I'll yeah. bring it up anyways because I feel like I'm the only one playing this game. <laughs> Dude, I forgot this game even came out. So, like, <laughs> so did the internet. It seems like. Um, and honestly, I, I I wish I could come into this conversation with more positivity about this game, but it really does feel like this game uh, missed the mark in in so many ways. Is for for people who might not even realize what this game is this game was shown off i think at like one of the game awards or summer game or like maybe gamescom or something i think they it was out michael i think Madsen. it was game awards yeah i think it was game awards i remember me and bobby were watching it and we had like you know we we posted yeah. the entire reaction thing of us watching it live and everything and i think at the time we were very confused and then they kept dropping mm -hmm. all these big names and we're like okay yeah. i mean that could be good but that could also be a sign of like let's just spend money on that and not anything else. Anyways, I might be stepping on your toes here, so go ahead. <laughs> not at all. That's that's kind of what I was getting to. So yeah, the, the basis of this game is essentially selling you on this like huge cast. So I'm just going to run through it right yes. off the top. So it, it has Michael Madsen, Danny Trejo, Danny Glover, Michael Rooker, Vanilla Ice, Chuck Norris, Kim Basinger. It's, it's a weird, weird cast. And essentially <laughs> what it is, is a first person roguelite where you play as Michael Madsen's character. His name is ah. Travis Baker, not Travis Barker, the drummer from Blink-182. That, <laughs> that always would, gets me fucked up. That would that be would great. Be, I think cooler. Um, <laughs> and essentially, you're you're trying to grow this crime organization, this operation. And it's a roguelite where um, you, 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 you play each segment as like as if it was a day so every day you okay. see like the the, the overview of rocky city you have the other like crime lords which are like danny trejo vanilla ice and everything um and they all have their separate areas of the city and you're kind of okay. doing this turf war kind of like san andreas style where you have to go select their piece of the the city and be like i'm going to attack them you boot up this like small little level you kill like 16 of their men if you do so successfully cool you take over that uh, little area okay and alongside that you're you're also doing like all these robberies kind of like payday style where you're oh. um maybe going into a bank or like a shopping mall kind of like a small like shopping strip mall kind of thing mm -hmm. or you're um Taking or like uh, taking over a uh, a bank or uh, like a money like a money van kind of thing where oh, they're delivering yeah. you know cash yeah you yeah, know yeah, what yeah. I mean um so that you have like those three separate like uh, missions as well that you can do each day and essentially you're trying to accumulate as much money to grow your your empire essentially uh, the crux is is that. Michael Madsen's character, he can go out on the field, complete some of these missions and everything. If he dies at any point, your game resets. So, oh, it's it's this this whole thing where like, yeah, he he starts out and he has you know the better guns, more life than kind of like your you know your your ground level criminals and everything. So you take him out, you have the risk. Um, but every time you level up, Travis Baker, Michael Madsen's character, you get like these permanent cards so it's like a permanent buff so if you do die the next game that you you start up you might have increased money to start out with or an increase like a, an additional henchman to use um if you if you will so there there's a cool foundation there just in the the turf war aspect like, and like yeah. kind of planning these these um these missions it's especially because it is framed around like being a co-op game so you can play oh, a lot okay. of this with three other people so it is a cool idea to kind of go in and be like, okay, we're going to rob this bank. Uh, let's go in. We're going to kind of case the joint, make sure we know where all the, the security 
security guards are, make sure we bypass the cameras, get to the control room, shut the cameras off, go to the vault, put the, like the drill saw there, cut through the vault. SWAT team comes in, you're all co kind of covering each other's back while you're robbing the, all the, the money, putting it in bags, and then getting off to the getaway van. Mm -hmm. That's essentially the, the kind of loop there. Where but, if the you're game not kind playing, of but if you're not playing co-op, are those all right. AI characters, essentially? They're all AI characters, okay. yeah, that you kind of have to then parent because they're pretty fucking stupid. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it, it's really unfortunate. The AI across the board is just kind of just like smooth-brained where they're just making it through. Even the enemies just kind of... They, they'll pinpoint you specifically, the play, like the, the right. player, not the AI, but they'll pinpoint you and come after you. Um, but they don't do like their animations aren't all that interesting. You have like three variants of the police. You have like the, the beat cop, SWAT members, and then like the specialty uh, <laughs> SWAT agents with like more armor, essentially. Right. Um, but the, the game kind of does fall apart after you look at like the base gameplay loop where it does become like, OK, well, the, the co-op. Unfortunately, the game hasn't been selling all that well. So even getting into like a uh, an online lobby with uh, with other players, maybe I, I've gone like two or three out of the four on a consistent basis. It's kind of unfortunate. I'm not going to be able to sell like you or Bobby on this game <laughs> because it, it's it, it's kind of rough. And the the big thing again, going back to the top of this whole thing, was this cast. I was like, okay, yeah. even if the game play is kind of subpar it doesn't really hit me the way i, I want to see these characters interact mm -hmm. and this is a game that very, very much feels like it was the at least the dialogue anyways made throughout covid where they contacted michael madsen and they're like read these lines and he doesn't know who he's talking to he doesn't know how he is supposed to respond because he'll be talking to can Kim Basinger, and it sounds like they're in two, like, obviously two separate rooms. They don't really know, how, like, there's no chemistry between the characters. Right. They're just saying weird shit. Like, honestly, some <laughs> of the dialogue is really bad. Michael Rooker, he plays this character called Touchdown. Do you want to know why he's called Touchdown, Dave? Uh, my guess is because um, he probably plays basketball, right? Is that, isn't that what, what touchdowns are from, right? Right, yeah, exactly. <laughs> no, he he's a, he's a, uh, a football-inspired hitman. <laughs> sure. Sure. Right? Because <laughs> in, in all crime organizations, that's exactly what you'd that's expect. That's the guy. Um, yeah. But a lot of the... Yeah, that's the guy. And uh, a lot of his dialogue is just talking about how he has a big dick. Imagine, okay. imagine spending the money to get Michael Rooker, a, a pretty good actor, to say sure. that over and over again. Ugh. It's it's weird, man. Uh, uh. Um, I, I really wanted wanted more out of this. Um, yeah, but just kind of test, just seeing like the the online discussions, and there's barely any to begin with, and knowing that you know it's very hard to get like a full uh, crew together online just organically. It, it does feel like this game struggles, and I think it it's just really unfortunate. The other weird thing is that right off the the bat when like you load into the game it does you know tout that this is an unreal engine 5 game like this Ooh. is built off you know a brand new engine this should be pushing the the limits the, the, yeah. the game like the game industry yeah exactly it doesn't it really doesn't this feels like it it almost feels like it's running kind of like off the same engine that Rainbow Six Siege with the oh, gameplay or the okay. like the gunplay it just feels very stiff um you kind of do like like a sway motion if you're peeking behind uh like around a corner just like siege but it just doesn't really feel that good it's it's very basic for okay. a 2023 game it it almost feels very much like they took a lot of the the mini games or like the the supplemental stuff that you would do in like um gta online and they're like let's just make a game out of this right without, without there being like any kind of real hook there it's, it's it's an unfortunate thing because i mean the cast alone should have been a big draw for a lot of players the the gameplay the fact that it's running on uh ue5 none of it really hits and uh the the, the worst part so the worst part was that okay i i i it's, died it's once not, and I was it's like, not okay, the I'll. it's not the dick discussions there's worse parts than that <laughs> there's 
worse because like I was trying to give this like the old college try and everything. I was like, I want to see how far I can like actually get into this and see, you know, yeah. I, I really wanted to see Vanilla Ice <laughs> <laughs> and and like Vanilla Ice and like madison interact uh, that that was the main uh, selling point for me um but so so i died once and i was like man that really sucks because you know you have to restart and uh yeah. do build your empire again essentially but then i found out that if you if you end up like dying like uh in a mission you could just close the game restart it and you restart that mission so i was like cool i'm just cheesing the fuck out of this game i'm not <laughs> i'm not playing these roguelite rules uh... but what sucks is that i loaded up one mission and I was just I wasn't even paying attention. I was supposed to bring four like three other AI with me okay. uh to kind of defend this warehouse uh with Travis uh Baker, the the main character that can't die. That's important here. I wasn't paying attention. I only want brought one other person, <laughs> one other AI in. It only and, and it I'm lets stuck you bring in this one. Now. It lets you bring one? It only let yeah. Even if you, you select like as let you select just one instead of a full one. team. Oh, that's interesting. Okay. Exactly. Yeah, because there is like this mechanic of like, if you want to maximize how many missions you can do in a quote unquote day, you might want to take just one person or two people that leaves, uh, you know, the okay. rest for another mission, right? You kind of like min max your, gotcha. uh, your missions for the day. So I accidentally did that. But I'm stuck in this warehouse where it's just getting overrun by enemies, and I'm like, I'm I'm dead every single time. Like I just oh. cannot pa power my way through this level, no matter how many times I close the game open it up because i'm like i i don't want to restart this game i don't even know why it's worth it to me i it's 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 a game i'm playing like on the back burner of playing like diablo 4 and tears of the kingdom and everything i, I pop in like maybe an hour or two like every other day or something just kind of playing around with it but i am legitimately stuck now where it's like okay oh. maybe i just cut my losses and kind of move on at this point because i am not replaying <laughs> everything <laughs> i've done to that so point far. yeah <laughs> i mean yeah, like, like you said the um the the basis for things like when you said oh you die and you get this you know card system type of thing and it sort of carries you through a little i'm like oh okay there's the roguelike elements and stuff i i could, okay that's cool i could see that that sounds yeah. fun um but everything else around it seems to sort of like fall apart and stuff so um i i mean i want to say hopefully you get through that mission and i'm rooting for you but also um it's okay if you don't like it's fine man there's too much to play there's yeah. too much to play so uh it's all right big thing is yeah there there's so much to play right now that i don't really feel too bad if i don't yeah yeah exactly um well you mentioned diablo 4 let's talk about that a little bit i have a little bit of final fantasy experience to talk about but just in case just in case bobby's able to pop in i want to save that just in case um, yeah, so that'll be a good transition from one to the other yeah so yeah <laughs> i'll just we'll point out the transition because that's what you do right when it's a smooth transition Absolutely. as you point it out yeah um so uh what's been your experience so far like with Diablo 4 how far have you gotten are you rolling multiple characters for me uh personally I have just rolled one character still because mm -hmm. I was away for you know almost 10 days and I fell behind sort of for that for that time and I was playing other things and I just you know those fine that final like those last two acts I guess I thought were going to be a lot quicker based on the way that the dialogues were going or whatever it took a lot longer than I thought it would which is totally mm -hmm. fine it's not a complaint but I honestly I thought it was I was getting towards the end before I went away and then I realized I had a lot more uh chunk of it but um so I've I've wrapped up I've wrapped up the main quests uh I got to I want to say level 52 or 3 with my character okay. and uh, I use sorcerer all the way through because that's sort of like my go-to class and then I'll move on to another one probably when the first season pops up sometime in the next like three weeks and stuff so that's where I'm at what about you yeah. uh, similar to you um, so beat the game um, with my barbarian rolling one character just like you because I was like I'm just gonna see how how much of the the end game grind I can get through with a singular character and then start my necro build once season one comes and actually go hard. Because right now, like in the end game, um, I'm still enjoying it, don't get me wrong, but it is kind of like a more passive thing where I'm just kind of experimenting, seeing what works, what doesn't work, and uh, testing out my experience like that. But I will say, I know people are loving Tears of the Kingdom. I know people are loving Final Fantasy 16. This is an easy game of the year for me. Damn. Like there has to be like a strong, like a strong game, like maybe Starfield or like a, right. a surprise game to come out or something, maybe Spider-Man, but 
this is everything I've wanted out of Diablo 3. This is exactly bringing me back to Diablo 2, where it's, if I'm not playing Diablo, I'm, you know, on TikTok, scrolling through and just watching every <laughs> Diablo video that pops in. I'm on the Diablo subreddit. I'm talking to, you know, other friends and on Twitter about Diablo. Like, it's, it's one of those games that is just, I'm fully immersed in. I think... I, I mean, there there are obviously things that they can improve on, but I think from the core Diablo experience, let alone like an awesome campaign, but getting into the the gameplay, the end game experience, the grind, everything feels really good out of exactly what a longtime Diablo fan wants, in my opinion, anyways. Um, I don't know if you agree with that. Uh, yeah, no, I mean, it's it's an improvement on pretty much every stage, every level, I would say. Um, and, and that's, I think we said that from the beginning, it felt that way even during beta, where when, you know, all these tweaks have still been made since then. So lots has changed, but, you know, for the better. Um, obviously, the full experience isn't there yet. We don't have any battle pass yet for anyone who hasn't played it yet. That doesn't come into play until the season. Um, but as far as the core gameplay itself, I, I, I'll get to a question that I have for you as well in a sec, but... Yeah, I agree. I think that um, just the way that everything is crafted, just about the all the different choices you have or, or variety of choices that you have, the areas are interesting, the enemies are interesting, the sound design I think is is honestly every single area you go into, every men, every enemy, every new skill that you have. Um, you know, there's there's particular enemies. There's one enemy that has stuck with me from the beginning that the sound design... And he's just like a basic... It's just a basic enemy. When you kill okay. it, when you kill the giant trees, it sends oh, yeah. like this... Almost like an echo of like a tree falling in the forest kind of thing. And I'm like... And if like... I hope when I when I fight those things that it is the last thing that I'm fighting because I want right. to hear that sound. It's okay. just like... It's rewarding just to listen to like a tree falling and it's just a regular enemy. It's not an elite. It's not anything special. Um, and it most of them are towards the first half of the game, I would say, in certain mm -hmm. areas, but like or at least in those regions. Um, and uh, it's just like little things like that, like all the atmospheric sound design and everything is fantastic. Um, I'm running it all on high settings. I think there's a couple that are like ultra or whatever, but I put some stuff down just a notch just in case it doesn't uh, chug a little bit on my computer um but it it's running amazing it looks fantastic the lighting's amazing the character designs are great i i love the loop of stuff i i have found myself sticking with a lot of the same loot for longer than i thought i would but i'm comfortable yeah. with that build so i'm not mm. too bent out of shape about it right so i'm like okay i like this build i like the way it plays i'm gonna run with it when i got to the last kind of couple of acts i switched up a couple of skills but for the most part, I just upgraded my gear that I had because it still worked for, you know, one or two skills that I might have changed or adjusted a little bit. Um, yep. And yeah, and and I just, I, I don't know, I find the Sorcerer super fun. I love the glass cannon approach. I love being able to throw fireballs and blizzards out of the sky at the same time and great combos. I, I ended up getting a combo of um, how you can put your sort of, uh, what are they called? They're passive abilities, but... I right. can't remember if they with the enchantments, I think is what they call them, where you can get two enchantments for your character and they do passive abilities based on what you've unlocked so far on your skill tree. So you can kind of double up on one of your skills, which is kind of cool. So one of the fire ones is that whenever an enemy dies, it explodes into a ball of fire and that does a little ring of damage with enemies around it, right? And then yeah. I also combine that with when an enemy is frozen which I had a lot of ice skills. I kind of went the ice uh, ice way with a couple of fire skills. Um, and when an enemy is frozen, the amount of damage I do to that enemy when it's frozen uh, pushes out, I think it's like 20 or 30% of its damage when it thaws or dies. So oh, wow. when an elite is frozen, for example, and it doesn't die off of a couple of hits because it still has lots of health left, it will still hit the little guys around it. And then those little guys will die, and then all those little guys will start exploding and stuff. So, like, a sorcerer can very easily, or someone who does not have a big health pool or armor or whatever, can easily be swarmed by a lot of small enemies, and that sometimes is worse than facing a boss, for example. But I found a way around that by combining those two passives 
that all I have to do is essentially sometimes drop a fireball from the sky, and all I see is all these little things just explode around me, and it's and then now it's just me against the elite, and that's it. And it's fantastic. Amazing. And it's so fun. Um, my question to you, based on all these talents and stuff that I'm talking about, yeah. is are you sort of min-maxing your build? Are you kind of like just going for it and just, you know, are you looking up guides and things like that, or are you just, uh, you are. Okay, see, see for me... Yeah. I'm yeah. not. I'm just going off okay. the seat of my pants and just and just going really? for it. Yeah. So how do you find that? Um, like especially now that you're past the campaign and into the like the end game experience. Yeah. So I, I've only had a, a couple of hours into end game. It hasn't been crazy. So I, I you know that might change. My approach may change when the enemies when I go to World Tour three or four or I'm doing dungeons that are much more difficult. Like there might be something that I really need to try and do that with, but. I like the fact that I don't know what's going to do what and how it's going to combine. Like, I want that surprise and I want to see what works for me. I have multiple sure. talents on my talent tree that I use a couple of times and that's it. And I'm fine with that. I'm okay with that. Yeah. I'll build around and tailor around what I find to be working for me. And um, I like that approach. But long term, level 70, level 90, whatever I might get to on certain characters, maybe that approach will change. But for now, that's what I'm doing. Um, yeah. That's that's the approach so far for me. Um, oops, I just clicked something by accident. Whoopsies, there we go. Um, <laughs> I was about to ask you a question, but Bobby's here. Bobby, Bobby. how's it going, buddy? He can't hear us. I, he cannot hear us. Um. <laughs> we were so we were. Oh, now he's gone. Oh, I'm 100% keeping this in the episode. We were so excited. Yep. Okay, let's talk more Diablo then for now. Let's, let's, uh, let's talk more. Yeah, Diablo. let's talk about. Oh, so um, so your skill approach and that. Unless you want to go on to something else. No, but. no, no, no. I, I I'll, uh, I'll I'll touch on that because so I I definitely am running like a a build that um, for people who might be interested in kind of like end game builds and kind of uh, guides to kind of min max and. Mm -hmm build a better or a stronger um recommended build I, I would check out icy veins online he does like the the website does like very comprehensive breakdowns of um builds and not only just like what the best builds are but why they're good and it really does walk you through like the the, the theory crafting behind all these uh, all these builds so the the reason i do this is because i'm playing barbarian and it's the as far as i know no, the only um, uh, class that you have to build your like willpower meter essentially it's it's fury. Oh, and okay. essentially, what I tried to do and what I've been able to do is make a whirlwind whirlwind barbarian that can auto generate infinite amount of fury as long as they, he can um, like maximize on like crowd control. So basically, right. if there's more than like three or four enemies in a in a group that that meter does not go down as long as i i am using my my abilities at the right time building off of one another um and and just waiting for the cooldown hitting the next one so it's perfect for doing like nightmare dungeons and hitting those elites uh, as long as i can rally, wrangle enough like of those like minions in mm -hmm. and then keep hitting the the elite uh, over time it's really great but without that build I was f constantly like doing like two seconds, th three seconds, and then my fury would just drop all the right. way down. And then I would have to like use my basic skill, build that meter back up, and then kind of whittle it down. Here, I don't know. I don't question the build. I don't question icy <laughs> veins and icy veins we trust. It just works. And it, it's something that I like so far with the barbarian, that's the way I'll go. Maybe with like a necromancer one. When season one starts, I'll start, you know, venturing off on my own and kind of testing, testing the waters. But for me to really enjoy the the class I, I have right now, I kind of did uh, go with a, with a build that's online. Nice. Yeah. I mean, there's a lot of deep stuff you can get into. So it's, you know, it's oh, yeah. nice. It's, it's great. There's lots of options there. The skill trees are huge. Once you get into Paragon stuff, it expands even more. Um, oh my god i couldn't we, believe it i know it's huge I, I i mean i expected something but i actually have not i did not see that that tree until it opened up to me like i didn't want to look it up i just wanted to be like okay what's it going to do and i know like what it gives you is different depending on, on the on the character but right. uh on the on the class but 
I, I just just had to throw throw this out there. I saw an amazing uh, Reddit post on the, the Diablo uh, subreddit where someone um, posted a picture of the first Paragon board on their their character, and they're like, "I'm so excited! I uh, I I can't believe I filled out my Paragon board." And everyone was like. Uh, do we tell him? <laughs> <laughs> Did you though? <laughs> yeah, like, you know, you're, or you're not even anywhere near the end because, like, how many stacks and like boards you can buy to like wild. expand it? It's wild. Yeah, yeah. I, I, I can't and, believe it. And there's like, you know, there's numerous things that are happening within it. It's not just like, hey, I have a skill point, I'm gonna put it here. Hey, I have a skill point. It's, you know, there's there's certain branches that you take that give you a different type of bonus because you've tailored towards that direction and all those exactly. types of things. Like, I, I, little little incentives to either pick a direction or try to spread what your points are going to do and sort of go from there. I I think it's it's a cool design. I haven't sunk enough into it. Like I said, I think I'm 53, so I've gotten like nowhere on mine essentially. Sure. Um, but I can I'm sort of looking through it and what I can get. Like I was sort of look like looking through the ones that yep. I haven't unlocked yet. And I was like, oh, damn, this is crazy. And I have heard that it just keeps getting bigger and bigger and bigger. And uh, and I'm all for it. Um, we're, uh, before we uh, before we keep going, I want to say, Bobby, are you there? Are you are you back? Are you here? <gasps> Hello? I'm just listening to this nonsense because <laughs> you should be playing Final Fantasy VII right now. Well, no, no, and, no. and like that's that's like your only mission right now is just to finish <laughs> that game and do the right thing. <laughs> for anyone who's not watching the the video version steve looks like he just smelled some really bad old cheese yeah. on his desk or something uh, <laughs> well diablo he for have <laughs> a say in this matter because his taste in just about everything is questionable because <laughs> he offended our friends at the mixer this weekend by saying pile pizza doesn't belong at the mixer and personally Toronto. This is why we have the, this bad weather, this bad <laughs> smoggy, smoky weather. It's because right. what he said destroyed the city. Steve well, lit well, Toronto Bobby. on fire. <laughs> yeah, yeah, burning all uh, this, this god awful topic. Well, Bobby, you you would be delighted to know if you were at the mixer at the <laughs> Toronto mixer that there were loads of people in support of me, in support uh, and being on the right side of history. Um, <laughs> there's no record of that. All I know is that. You said something and people jumped on it. And <laughs> I wasn't at the mix. Oh yeah, because you know, crybabies don't exist on Twitter. <laughs> oh God, no! I, I will say this: uh, I, I'm on, I'm on Steve's side with the whole not putting pineapple on pizza thing. I always have been, but, but I will say that Bobby's right that that pizza does deserve to be there because it's good to have choice for people and people do like it. It's not that you should never have it. It's just not my thing so in the long it's run no thank you but if people want it whatever just give them what they want that's fine that's all that that's where i say I, i'm gonna i'm gonna be someone did appreciate that they put it right next to the garbage <laughs> so you didn't have to walk far to, to throw it out <laughs> exactly there's no reason to throw it out it should be going down your, your down stomach. the gullet <laughs> down the gullet into the brig enjoying it for what it is okay um Bobby, I'm, I'm, oh, go ahead, Steve, go ahead. No, I, I, I just wanted to say just before we, um, wrap up the Diablo talk, cause I know Bobby is going to be, uh, very, very hot and heavy about Final Fantasy in just a moment. And I do want to hear, uh, his thoughts on the game. Uh, but before we wrap up the Diablo talk, I, I just want to point out, like, I, I am a really big fan of the end game content mm. in, in this game. I'm excited for you to kind of get your uh, your mitts in there and kind of play around with it because I think a lot of other like games as a service kind of structured games, end game material can kind of be questionable and it kind of can get repetitive and kind of boring. I think Diablo has a really solid mix um, of... Of, of stuff that you can do to not only improve your level and grind out levels uh, to get into like world tier three, world tier four, uh, et cetera, but also like your level or your uh, item power uh, right. and, and items. Um, so yeah, yeah, I really love the the Helltide stuff, being able to like min-max uh, uh, Helltides. Helltide.com is a great resource uh, for people out there. It tells you exactly 
where the best farming spots, the the mystery chest, it's great uh, if you really just want to go, you know, balls deep into that. Uh, the PvP areas are actually a lot of fun, Dave. Uh, I was surprised okay. because Diablo Diablo PvP can be a little hit and miss. You, like you could end up with like some toxic players, but honestly, and I'm just throwing it out there. Maybe it's just the time of day I'm playing and everything. Most people just play together. You, oh. you might run into like the the one asshole that like wants to, to like fight. But uh, in, in both of the, the PvP, PvE areas, there's, like, a, a boss that everyone can kind of, like, group up on, get uh, a bunch of the, uh, the rewards there. And usually people are chill. People are helping each other out doing events and everything. It's honestly awesome. And maybe, cool. like, props to the community because, yeah, it's, it's not as toxic as I thought it was going to be. So I'm actually enjoying going in there, doing events, getting the whispers for the tree and stuff like that. Like, it's, it's a lot of fun. Um, okay. That's that's good and, to know because yeah, there's no night that I'm going about. in. Yeah, absolutely. And yeah, um, just just kind of wrapping it up. Like so far, I've been playing almost every night at least for like an hour or two, and still not bored. I'm I'm still all in. I'm looking forward to season one. This is going to be uh, a game I I play throughout the year because they they really knocked it out of the park in my opinion. And the end game content is exactly what I was most trepidatious about. That was right. the thing that I was like, am I? I just gonna bounce up once i've done the campaign uh no it's it's great stuff so nice kudos to, to blizzard they they exceeded my expectations with this what, game when do you have time to play games because <laughs> i just want to play diablo and i haven't even been able to touch it yet because there's just so much happening so like yeah. i'm jealous mostly because i mean it's, it's something i wanted to play well but jump jump in in the season jump in when the season starts you know you got i'm a few gonna have weeks. to make a new character because yeah. like I, I literally haven't done jack squat with my character and you have to anyways with the season so i think either oh, way well, yeah that's you're fine okay. and yeah. just like oh man i want to play it but like I, I don't think there's been any year like this where there's literally game after game after game where it's just like i'm balancing four games at a time and i just got another two today that i'm like oh crap we have to you know, <laughs> work on those now <laughs> and they're taking time away because they're really good and yeah. i mean i'll have more of that in a couple of weeks but like yeah i'm this is this is a i'm playing i'll just throw it out there i'm playing a game right now that i i didn't even expect to like and i'm loving it right now so nice like, nice it's like another nice. another week away from diablo yeah but i want to get some of that legendary loot that's apparently so rare that no one has it i want that but <laughs> i can't do that until i play the game yep um, are you uh, are you playing through some Final Fantasy or have you at all or is it just I, me of all people is it just me? <laughs> no, no, I've been playing Final Fantasy 16. I mean, it's 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 very good. I've also been playing Mortal Kombat One. I did the stress test this weekend. Mm. Um, we can talk about that quick. I know I know we guys are already been here for an hour, but I got a couple of things we can say about the yeah. stress test. I don't know I'm, if you I'm curious. It or if you guys are interested in it? Yeah, or, I'm definitely interested to hear about but, it. Yeah, I mean. It it feels very similar to Mortal Kombat 11. So if you guys played that, like you'll be pretty familiar with it from from the get go. Um, it looks it feels about the same as Mortal Kombat 11. It feels more like a I don't know like a not a sequel, but like maybe like a an updated version of the game. Okay. So I mean, that's cool. I love the new character designs. I love the new fatalities. The levels are gorgeous. Surprisingly, the music's been good so far. Um, probably the most brutal game I've ever played in my life. Like I can tell you that hands down. Like, the fatalities <laughs> are no joke. And yeah, I mean, I only had about a day with it just because the weekend was busy. But I mean, I spent three or four hours playing online. Uh, pretty good uh, net code. It looks like. I mean, if you're into the, that kind of stuff, like you'll be presently surprised. Um, that's it. I mean, we're only a couple months away, but like I'm looking forward to. It. I know Street Fighter Six is out, but now you have the best of both worlds. You got, yeah. you know, Capcom Street yeah. Fighter, and you got other worlds, uh, Mortal Kombat 1. And yeah, and then Final Fantasy 16 has been taking up most of my time. I know you guys have been curious about it. I don't know if you who's playing it or not. I know, Dave, you're with Final Fantasy 7, which is, to me, the better game. But um, it's Game of Thrones in a Final Fantasy wrapper. That's legitimately what this <laughs> game is. And from what I've heard and read online like everyone's pretty much on the same page about that it it, it kind of devolves into that typical jrpg uh i don't want to say tropes but they really are 
the further into the game you get, like it starts off really strong and then kind of just falls off towards the ending. But I mean, the combat system is incredible. I mean, the demo only offered a sliver of what you can do. But by the end of the game, Jesus Christ, the things I was comboing together and just, oh my God, the the boss battles, the icon battles are probably the most insane thing I've ever seen in my life on a screen. I wish you guys could experience them with me because like it was probably the coolest thing I've ever seen put to, put to a console from, from a distance. Just seeing like some videos people posting even like short snippets, like oh thirty seconds of look at this crazy thing and, and the icon battles. I was like holy gee, like they look so they look so amazing. They're larger um, than life. Yeah, and if you ever played Ashura's Wrath, which was like a Capcom game from like the PS3 360 era, mm. it feels like that. It's very um. QTE dominated so like you you know you have like cinematic dodges you have cinematic attacks that you have to time your presses to and then those build to like a climatic ending where you just strike the enemy down and then you know acquire their power nice but yeah I mean it's a great game um, Clive Rossfield Ben Starr he's one of the greatest in that game like he's the lead character Clive is surprisingly one of the best protagonist the series has seen but sid um i don't know if people have or you guys have seen just some of the posts online talking about how sid is such a fully realized and like a star scene stealer in the game but like hands down uh ralph innocent i believe his name is like his his performance is outstanding and he's got a double whammy so he's starred in ff16 and he's in diablo i believe i just can't remember what character he's playing yeah. in that game but like he's been doing incredible his work this year has just been outstanding yeah, he uh, he plays yeah. not Deckard Kane. Oh, that uh, guy! So the, that voice is yeah. like—is that a real yeah, he kills voice? It. It's crazy. He kills it. Talk kills about it. a yeah, guy who like, need yeah, like a guy who needs to be a voice actor. Yeah, <laughs> like, his voice. Yeah, so picture that in a Final Fantasy character. Yeah. Like, I, oh yeah, I can see it. Yeah. He's one of the best versions of Sid I've ever seen. Like he's like really, really, really cool. Um, the biggest problem that I've noticed so far is like. We talked about it last week on the review episode. There is a lack of women and you know POC characters, and it's very whitewashed the game. Which, mm. I mean, depends on who you are. I personally think they should have added them. But between that and then, there's smaller things. I don't like the side quests. They're very filler. Um, they kind of just, ex- you know, sp- you know, expand the the playtime uh, artificially. Yeah, just and- bogs things down a bit. Yeah, it, it really is. There are some good ones though. Like there are um, two kinds of side quests. One is you know basically like ones that give you abilities or special skills or push uh, the side stories further. But most of them are just fetch quests. And then mm. the one thing that really really bugged me is because they put so much focus on those icon battles, um, a lot of the main enemies just kind of feel the same after. So they kind of just you, they start to blend together the further into game you get. So it just kind of feels like they put more focus on. The icon battle, just because of how big they are and how important they are to the story. But yeah, I mean, overall, it's a great, great game. Not my favorite Final Fantasy. And um, I'm looking forward to whatever they do next because, like, it was great to go back to this medieval aesthetic. But I think the series always kind of excelled where it was kind of like fantasy, sci fi, like Final Fantasy 7, 8. Uh, I would even say 10. 10's kind of the, mm. in the middle there. But yeah, I mean, great game. I think everyone should play it once and then kind of see where the series has come and then kind of revisit the older games. Like there are a couple of the older games, I think, that still uh, remain unbeaten, like Final Fantasy VII Remake. And controversial opinion, I still think Final Fantasy XV is one of the best games in the series. So there's that. Hey. Man. Yeah. Maybe one day I'll get to that one too. Um, uh, yeah, so 16 sounds like it's still a damn good game. I've, uh, while everyone's playing the newest one, I'm playing technically a newer game, but I am playing uh, 7 Remake. I said I would do it, guys, and I finally pulled the trigger and started it. I am not super far, so amazing. yeah, so don't 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 get too excited. I'm not 20 hours in. I'm not even 10 hours in. I'm only. It has a little like play clock in the bottom corner when you hit the pause menu. I think it said like four ten, four fifteen or something. Last oh. last time I when I if I can remember I took quick note of it, but I should literally should have written it down. But anyways, story wise, without giving too much away, in case anyone has not played seven or seven remake, I followed 
um, a certain character home. Uh, they had okay. a meal, and then now we are on to the task that she was really trying to do. Um, and I'm in the middle of that. I'm in the middle of that event, I guess you could call it. Um, I have used my big bad monster dude for the first time in that battle, which it sort of gives you the slight small tutorial of what it does and why and you know how you, how you can execute it and all that stuff. So I've used that once in a battle that I was surrounded by a bunch of enemies and stuff. Um, so that gives you a taste of sort of how far I am in it so far. Um, and I think the game like looks awesome. I love the design of everything. I love the, you know, um, the world design is, is fantastic. I know it's based off of what was previously there, but man, when you really look at the difference between the two, it's like, holy shit. Like they, they built a whole, obviously built a whole new game and it, and it's great. Like, it's not like they half-assed this thing. They did not, I've seen screenshots, I've seen video, I've seen reviews, things like that over the last several years. Um, but uh, but seen it in motion, it's constantly a very smooth game. It's constantly yeah. um, you know responsive. There's nothing that I have felt or anticipate will feel is like going to cause me any jank or issues or anything like that. And I know there aren't a lot of games like Final Fantasy games that really you know have that that scenario and stuff. But I think it's just amazing that everything just works you know smooth transition transitions between conversations and uh uh and you know uh, story beats and stuff right back into the gameplay whether you're just walking around the slums in the town or whether you're going straight into battle i love that kind of stuff something that god of war has obviously sort of done really really well in the last uh, few years as well but this is almost even more so because everything very much feels like it's all just always the same engine. It's always presented in the in the same way. And, you know, you'll have this discussion with an enemy and the camera just goes right behind Cloud and then all of a sudden you're in the battle. And I love that. I love that really brings you into the situation a lot more as opposed to even just like a, a really one second quick cutaway to black that goes into the battle. Like, I love how they've built that into it. So that really has, has brought me into it. Um... I found the opening kind of cool. I like how things get going pretty quickly. I like those first couple hours, that first chapter. Um, I think it's chapter two where you spend a lot of time in the slums with, and you meet Tifa and you do all the little like tasks around the town and stuff. Right. It just lasted too long. I was like, okay, I get it. You know, it's fine. But why am I petting cats? Like I just, this, you know, I was like, you know, Cloud's like, oh, I have to go find cats. And I was like, Oh, I have to go find cats? I didn't realize this was the game I was playing. Because um, up why until that point... It, why is he looking for the musical? Why? Yeah. Why, it, it's... No, you guys won't get it. It's okay. No. It's, it's, it, I, don't, it's okay. I don't know. I don't know. I only sort of know these characters and this world. I'm just like, it's fine. It is well realized. Everything around it, you know, it's definitely, you know, pretty cool how they're sort of showing you different parts of the slums, why you're there, the right. train, the... The world building and stuff is all working for me. That part's working for me. Um, the only thing that takes me out of it was that slum thing area just lasts a little too long. The story beats around it were totally fine, but the small tasks and stuff, I was like, okay, I'll do the ones where I can fight the enemies to, I don't know, maybe I'll find another uh, item I like or get some experience or whatever. Um, but, uh, and then, you know, the dialogue is fine. And the delivery of it is mostly fine. It's just not my thing most of the time. But it's fine. And it's getting the story across so far. But I also haven't gotten that deep into the main crux of the story, I would say. So I can't really say like, oh, this story is just lame. Or, oh, these characters I don't like. I have a distinct feeling I'm about to hit something that is going to change everything. And I can see that that's kind of what they're setting up within the first probably four to five hours. I just have a feeling. I don't know. Um, and then I'm going to, I'm going to keep going. I'm going to, I'm going to play this whole game. I think I'm just going to play the whole thing. I like the way the combat feels. Um, I talked a lot about everything else, but the combat combat's cool. I like how you sort of pause things and you can pick your abilities and everything that I'm still kind of getting used to it. I only have cloud and Tifa that I can fight as at the moment. Sure. And I kind of already forgot if Tifa's good at staggering or is good after staggering, but She's a quick puncher and has cool moves too. So I'm like, all right, cool, whatever. I'll use what I can. Um, I don't know why I have 30 potions already. 
yeah, I use them every once in a while, but why are they, like, basically currency, it feels like, because there's so many of them. Maybe I'll need them later. Um, yeah. But early on in the game, I'm like, potion, 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 potion. <laughs> like, yeah. Yeah. Um, but uh, it sounds like I'm criticizing the game, but so far, I, I like it. So far, I definitely am enjoying it. I'm excited to see where it goes when the party gets bigger, when the battles get bigger, more bombastic, when the story gets deeper. So I'm I'm definitely in at this point. Um, I've kind of been rambling for for a little too long, but I think uh, yeah, so far so good. I would say largely, aside from like small things, I'm I'm still in. So um, Bobby, how crazy? That's am awesome. I? <laughs> how how what? How crazy am I? <laughs> You're doing good, so I can't call you crazy because you <laughs> are playing one of the best games in the last like five six years. So you're doing you're doing pretty swell. So. Just stick with it. You'll see why it's one of the better remakes that have come out. I mean, it does something different. It's not just like a one-for-one mm-hmm. remake, which I think is probably why it's so good. And, yeah, you've, you'll have you see some really insane things unfold the further you get in because it, it just really takes the ball and runs with it. I mean, that's kind of why like, That's why I think it's, it's the, the test of time, like, 30 years later. Like, it right. took something and then made it better. So... You're gonna see some cool bo- boss battles. Like you'll know when you see um, Barrett, Tifa, and Cloud together mm-hmm. very soon, and you'll know the music when it hits you because it was probably the, like the most iconic ba- boss battle in the entire game. So you're, like you're pretty close to it. Okay. Take another three or four hours, and you'll know what it is when you get to it because like it it pumps you up and it makes you want to just like kick this boss's ass. <laughs> but. I, I think Steve knows what I'm talking about, but yeah, it, it is do, one. Yeah. Uh, yeah, it's such an iconic boss battle that it it really is like, damn, how did they top this? And then they do it again later on in the game. So nice, you get that at least two or three times. Nice, um, and then yeah, yeah, you're good. You got another couple months till the next one. Which we're past FF16, so now we just got to wait for Winter 2024 and see what they do with the sequel. Yep. Well, now that I've started it, it I I don't think I'm gonna like mainline the game it's going to be like my secondary game kind of thing but i'm gonna i'm gonna definitely play at least several hours a week i think so i I don't even really want to know how long it is i think i've asked you guys in the past but i don't actually really want to know because i just want to just play through it and just like it's sort of like tv shows sometimes i don't want to know how many episodes there are because i don't want to be spoiled of like when they might wrap things up um especially if it's like a mini series or something like that yeah so it's similar in that way I just kind of want to go in. I want to experience it and 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 go for it, kind of thing. Because um, uh, yeah, I it's just every once in a while the dialogue and the sort of like huh 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 what huh, huh, is just like oh, this is so not my thing. But it's brief, and then it, they, you move past it, and then you go and and fight, and the story keeps going. And so far, the characters have been pretty cool. Um, I like them so far. They're personable. The the um the writing's still pretty good aside from those little things and um yeah and the characters themselves they're they're fleshing them out already and it's only been four hours for me so that's pretty cool you've got a lot of good stuff to hit i mean you'll see once you get like i said there's a couple boss battles there's a couple like really cool sequences that they've expanded upon that are just like wow this i wish this like was there like 30 years ago but like they do such a great job with like the honeybee in which i'm sure you remember but they flushed them I, out so well. Man, I, I honestly will not be able to compare notes because I, I remember so little of the original that for me, I'm essentially going in this as blind as you possibly could. Um, and maybe that's blasphemy for some people, but for me, it's just, they weren't the games I was playing at the time. So I'll, maybe I'll recognize some aspects, but already I'm just like, I mean, I kind of recognize some of the names, but that's kind of it. Like I... And again, I'm not comparing notes because I don't know what notes to compare them to because I don't have any. So, um, But I'm okay with that. It's like I'm playing a new game, new story, sort of new characters. Like, you know, I know them a little bit, but not really. And uh, like you guys have both said, like it's it's essentially a new game. And that's a good thing. Um, yeah. And uh, and I'm experiencing it as if it's almost brand new to me. And, and I'm excited for that. So I'm going to do that. And then uh, I think once I wrap that, my next PlayStation Plus thing will probably be ratchet and clank i think because i've always, i've been wanting to play Good that call. yeah i think that because it's on there now and i got that sort of mid tier where you're able to play those so um i think it's on the tier if it's not on the tier i'm on then i'll play something else but that's the one that's that's on my next list um 
because it just looks fantastic and looks fun. So I'll go from one extra, one one type of game to another uh, once I wrap this up. So that'll be my next PlayStation Plus uh, go, go in. So um, yeah, other than that, um, I think we'll uh, I will at least stop talking everybody's ear off and we'll let everybody go this time. But uh, Bobby, thanks for for popping in, man. Nice to hear uh, that you're still uh, kicking butt and taking names in uh, Final Fantasy 16. Um, we are on some. Uh, some new adventures uh, on social media, Bobby. What uh, what's happening? We're all on uh, True Social now, so join us. <laughs> I I'm not. I personally am not. I, I wish I was. I'm not. Can you imagine if we were though? <laughs> That'd be no. amazing. Holy fuck! No, we're all on TikTok, guys. Yeah, no, I definitely do not wish I was there. <laughs> no, none of us do. The yeah. truth is, it sucks. But yeah. no, the good thing is we're on TikTok and TikTok. Yeah, like, really took us some time but yeah join us we're, we're where the cool kids are and uh uh i believe it's just console creatures is the uh is the handle so that's um correct yep. you're able to secure the s at the at the end because <laughs> we don't have that stupid limit that twitter has but yeah we're on there and we've got three videos like i'm excited and we're gonna start figuring out how to do it to all of us because yep we like the, we all like tiktok hey man it's it's more a good place twitter. to find some more than twitter yeah twitter yeah yep. exactly uh good place to find some cool stuff and other cool people and uh yeah we're gonna we're you know it's just a couple videos we'll keep expanding we'll do new things with it we'll try out new things um and uh and we'll just keep working with it but uh yeah it's fun it's cool that we have it and um and we'll keep going so find us console creatures on tiktok um and uh steve where can everyone find you online yeah everywhere um you can find me at asfigvari Amazing, amazing. Um, I'm at Dave Petro on Twitter. It's pretty much the only place I am now. But uh, if I get that Blue Sky invite, that might be where I head next. We'll see. Yeah, we're working on it. One of those. Yeah. Um, and my my cool TikTok. Spot, just saying. What's it's cool spot? Okay. Well, there you go. Yeah, yeah. yeah, it's good vibes over there. Yeah. So I hear. Um, and uh, and you'll find my face on on our TikTok channel. So that's uh, that's where you can find uh, console creatures as well. But other than that. Thank you, everyone, for sticking with us. Thank you, everyone, for uh, welcoming me back. I'm happy to talk games again. Um, and uh, oh, until yeah. next time, everyone, see you soon. Have a good week. Bye.